Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you the missing piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Today, we're, we're going to talk about my <laughs> one of my favorite analogies, chopping wood, which just means... Boom. How do I, what do I have to do today? And it's just kind of doing, I hate to say the boring stuff, but it's the, it's the routine stuff to get results because so many times, so many times people think they need to be optimized, right? So especially the Olympics were just on people think, man, to be in Olympic shape, I've got to do all the things that an Olympian needs to do. And that's true. However, that doesn't mean you need to do all those things tomorrow. (laughs) And if you do try to do those things tomorrow, you're just going to burn out and crash and actually never get anywhere. So that's the counterintuitive nature of this whole dilemma is that is that you can try to do all the things to optimize your health. But ultimately, that never leads to results because you can't sustain that for the long run. So I'm going to, I'm going to dig in a little bit deeper uh, once we get into it. But first, as always guys, head over to missingpeacepodcast.com. Leave us a review on iTunes. That would be greatly appreciated. Check out what Angie's up to. She's got an amazing YouTube channel. She's been working this thing hard. She puts out amazing content that like literally her brain for uh, food prep and making it interesting and not boring and macro friendly and all that stuff. Dude, it's, it's literally, it's, it's so unique. You won't find anything else out out there. So check that out. The link is it's the channel's called the Angie method. Um, you can find it when you go to missing There's a button for Angie. There's a button for Paul for mine. You can check out. I just came out with a dude's guide to cutting because so many times guys, um, we think dieting is inherently unmanly. And I would agree. (laughs) Um, I would agree that um, the word dieting is stupid and unmanly. But but that being said, uh, I believe it's inherently unmanly to ignore your physical health. And I am staunchly against damn bots. Not because I think you're a bad person if you have a gut. Um, It's more about the concept of accepting mediocrity and then saying you're a dad who has a mediocre body because you lack because you lack the desire to take care of it. If you're a dad, you're a role model for your kids, man. So no, I reject the I reject the concept of a dad body. So what I did, I put together dude's guide to cutting. Cutting just means cutting body fat. And I made it stupid simple, guys. Like you can read the thing in 10 minutes. It's free. And like you're going to be able to get so much traction out of it. So just go download the damn thing. All right. Anyway, let's get in the podcast because I mean, honestly, that's kind of kind of the same topic. How, how my dude's guide to cutting is making it stupid, simple. Long-term progress requires that you make things really, really simple on yourself. Okay. And so there's this concept of optimization where it's like, man, the people who are in peak condition do all these things with optimizing their sleep and vitamins and air quotes, vitamins, which, which is like drugs. That's what I'm talking about, PEDs, but also nutrition and sleep and cryotherapy maybe, and all these other like, you know, recovery methodologies and IVs and all this stuff. Cool. Okay, great. 
But me, where I'm at right now is I haven't worked out since high school. I'm now 40, I'm 60 pounds overweight, and I get about 2,000 steps a day because I have a high-power white-collar job, and I'm sitting in front of a Zoom screen all day. So do you think you need to do all those things that the optimized person does? Maybe over time, but I'm going to tell you what you need to do in order to get momentum what you need to do to see traction right now is you need to do the next thing. You need to take the next step and crush that thing and master it and make it a part of your DNA. Like you just do that now. No questions asked. That's who you are. And for a lot of guys, that simply just means tracking your food, getting enough protein, lifting some damn weights. That's it, guys. You don't have to run if you don't want to. I'm not, I'm currently not running, but when I do run, it's because I enjoy it straight up. If I was going to look at how to get straight up jacked as a 30 something or 40 something year old dude, who's got, you know, a good job, which requires a ton of mental bandwidth, by the way, and a wife and kids who, when, (laughs) when done appropriate also requires more bandwidth than your job, even like, let's be real, give energy to your family. You don't have a lot left in the tank, right? In terms of mental energy, and oftentimes in terms of physical energy. So we've got to make this, we've got to do the things that, that give us the biggest upside for the smallest investment. And that is lifting weights, getting enough protein, tracking your calories, period. And so it's like, okay, so Paul, how do I go from somebody who I have been hitting the drive through? I go out for lunch every day at a restaurant because that's what my business requires, maybe. Uh, I'm at business dinners at restaurants multiple times a week. I eat whatever my wife cooks. It's impossible to track and measure. Um, I don't even even have a food scale. Like, how do I do this? Guys, all right. All great questions. What about working out? Don't I have to do hit? I heard that hits the thing. And I have to do cardio to lose fat, right? And I have to be in the fat burning zone. So I better go get a heart rate monitor and blah, 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 blah. All great questions. Do just one thing at a time. What's going to have the most positive upside? So for starters, here's the analogy I like to use is think about how hard tying a shoe is for a toddler. I guess not a toddler. I don't know. How old are you when you learn to tie your shoes? Four or five? I don't know. Is that a toddler still? I'm not sure. Either way, think about how hard that is for them. How much they have to think about it. Time and time again. How much they have to practice the physical skill of it. Now, I want you to compare that to how hard do you, how how much bandwidth does it take for you to tie your shoes now? None, right? Think about learning to drive. You may have been a little bit scared. You may have been a little bit apprehensive to get on the road, to meet oncoming traffic, the whole deal, to turn left maybe across, you know, two or three or four lanes of traffic, all this stuff. That took a little bit of anxiety and mental bandwidth. And ultimately, you just got better over time. Now you get in your car, you don't even think about it, right? You might even be texting while you drive. Don't do that. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Like it's very easy. You're listening to music, maybe listening to me right now while you're driving, Because it requires so little bandwidth that you can actually put something else in your brain, like a podcast or music or whatever. So what we want to do with our healthy habits is we want to make them so easy to master, or I'm sorry, so automated, so automatic. They're mastered so much that we don't, they don't require any mental bandwidth. 
And we want to look at which habits are going to create the biggest effect on our, our lives. Put all of our mental bandwidth into acquiring those skills so that they become automatic. And then move on to the next one. And that's how optimization happens over time. So you don't have to do everything right now. You don't have to know your exact macros right now. You don't have to one rep max your bench press right now. You don't have to do any of that. What you need to do is, let's just break it up into, into nutrition and fitness, right? From a nutrition standpoint, do just go download my fitness pal and just track your food for two weeks. I don't give a shit how right or wrong it is. You're probably not going to enter a bunch of stuff accurately. That's fine. But just do that for two weeks. Just get used to it. Just get used to the app. Get used to how to scan things. Get used to how to look for entries. Get used to putting food in before you eat it. Maybe even get used to planning your day out ahead of time so you can be proactive instead of reactive. But once just putting stuff in doesn't require any more bandwidth, which it doesn't take long. It's a very easy to use app. Now we can start being a little bit more proactive about planning how many calories, right? Oh, okay. So I've noticed I tend to fall in this calorie range and I'm not happy with my weight right now. That means I need to reduce the calories. Well, in order to reduce the calories, I need to plan ahead a little bit. So where can I reduce my calories that's not even going to take much thought? Oh, man. Hmm, Maybe it's in that 400 calorie Starbucks drink. Like if I could just do a black coffee with some sweetener right there with some artificial sweetener. Yeah. Artificial sweetener. That's right. You heard me. Maybe if I could do that and say 400 calories, that alone would be enough to warrant almost a pound of weight loss a week. Holy crap. Cool. Let's do that. And then maybe let's just swap out. Let's just get the sour cream off of our Chipotle burrito. That right there is 500 calories a day. I can go do everything exactly what I was doing, except I swapped out a really high-calorie Starbucks drink and I took some sour cream off my Chipotle burrito. Now I'm losing a pound a week. You see how this works? And now, after I do that for a while, I'm like, okay, so I've noticed I'm a little low on protein. How do I get more protein? All right. So now you can start to think, well, I see that my my breakfast tends to be all carbs. All carbs. Because I have like whatever you have for breakfast, a banana and a piece of toast. So maybe if I could just get 30 or 40 grams of protein in with breakfast, I'd get enough. You know, I'd I'd significantly up my totals for the day. Cool, man. Let's start looking at some easy to grab sources. 0% fat Greek yogurt, right? Egg whites, whatever it's going to be. I don't care. A protein bar, protein shake. I don't care. The, the, The point isn't the details. The point is the thought process. In the thought process is just to look for the lowest hanging fruit. It's not to worry about doing all the things. It's to worry about doing the one thing that is next. And so, and so man, fitness, holy crap, do people overcomplicate fitness? Holy cow. And it's like, dude, if you, yeah, I, I get that you played high school football. That's awesome. That was 20 years ago. Oh, and by the way, your coach didn't know what the hell they were doing in the weight room either. And I know you deadlifted 500 pounds or you, no, this is the best one. I know you squatted 700 pounds, but you didn't actually. You moved like two inches on the bar, right? That's fine. I'm not here to judge. You don't need to go back to that workout. You are now a detrained individual. And the quickest way for a detrained individual to get results with strength training is to go three days a week, full body. 
So pick one lower body movement, pick two upper body pushing movements and two upper body pulling movements. Okay. So pushing would be like a push up or a bench press or a military press. Pulling would be a rowing variation, chin-ups, pull-ups, lat pull-downs, that sort of thing. So now that's five exercises. That's it. Lower body, upper body push one, upper body pull one, upper body push two, upper body pull two. It's 15 sets because you're going to do three sets of each. Just do that for a while and focus on getting track your weight and your reps. You could do the same exercises every day. You could do slightly different variations. All I want you to get in the habit of is getting to the gym, making that a non-negotiable three days a week. Because don't talk to me about a five or a six day optimized periodized program. If you haven't first proven to yourself that you can get there three days a week and track all your weight and reps for a month, for two months, right? So now that you've done that, now you can look at, okay, where can I optimize? Can I add a fourth day? What does a fourth four day split look like? Do I need to worry about doing a peaking template to, to one rep my, my deadlift? Or am I cool just learning how to track weight and reps so that I can get stronger over the course of a month? These are very simple things, guys. But when you take this approach and you're constantly just looking for the lowest hanging fruit, you're constantly just looking for what's the next thing. Over the course of a year, the changes will be astounding, astounding. But not only that, they'll be sustainable and they will require zero bandwidth because you've made them automatic. You've, that's literally what automated means. It doesn't require bandwidth. It doesn't require a conscious thought. You just, dude, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you show up at the gym at 6 a.m. and you don't even know how you got there, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just so automatic to you. And that's where you want to get. And once you have a habit that becomes automatic, you can worry, you can worry about doing the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing. And so optimization is a long-term process. That happens one habit at a time. And so if there's anything I can encourage you on, it's that like, dude, you don't have to do all the things. You certainly don't have to do all the things perfectly. That, I mean, that's crazy. You just have to do the next thing, man. You just have to do one thing and don't worry about being perfect on it. Just do it. Just do it. And feel the momentum. And I would say... If there's a third category, you know, so fitness, nutrition, and like where else can I look for these um, areas of improvement? If there's a third category, I would just say time. You know, I would say time. I'd, I'd have a hard, I, I would audit my schedule significantly to be like, man, where am I just straight up wasting time? And I guess to, to subsect even off of that even more is how do you know you're wasting time if you're doing shit you don't want to do that doesn't add your, to the quality of your life? And that's going to come down to knowing really clearly what you want. Like, I want to take my kids to the park three days a week. I want to pick my kids up from daycare every single day. You know, these, are, these, these are important to me. I want to go out with my wife <laughs> once, ideally twice a week without the kids, right? I want to do family outings every Saturday and Sunday morning. These are things I want. These are important to me, of course, and I want to lift. Five, you know, I'm doing five days a week right now. These are all things that I want. And so 
if, if I'm very, very clear and dude, I'm way more clear than that. Like I write down what I want all the time because it's always changing too. You know what I mean? But when I write down what I want and compare it to, you know, what I'm doing, it's very easy to be like, Oh, this thing right here, this, this habit, this way of spending time isn't getting me what I want. It's got to go. Right. And it's going to be replaced with this or this thing. Like, man, I love working out. Right. And I've been working out. This is a, this is a real example from my life. My workout schedule always changes, but like after a while I was really in the groove. I was working out at, um, four o'clock, which is awesome. Or like three thirty, because what that allowed me to do is work a full day at work. Cause I'd work a little bit before the kids got up, get them to daycare, work all day. And then three thirty or so would be kind of my transition. The, the end of the work day into picking up the kids and then into family time. But that doesn't really work anymore because our schedules are filling up with sales calls right now, which are often taking place at four thirty-five, five thirty. So now where I was, you know, where I was taking time for me from three 30 to five is now work time. Well, that means now the workouts get moved to the morning. All good, man. But it's just, it would have been very easy to be like, Oh man, these, these calls keep getting in the way of my, these calls keep getting in the way of my, uh, workouts. Right. But the calls are important. I, I need to talk to new clients. Obviously that's what I'm put on this earth to do, but I got to get my workouts in too, because how good of a leader am I? If I'm not doing the things that I preach, right? I got to be about that life. And so, I'm, you know, I moved around easy peasy, but I had to make that audit. And I was only able to make that audit based on being really clear on what I want, and who I want to be. So anyway, um, we'll just bring it back full circle here. You, you don't have to do all the things. You don't have to optimize your life. You need to, you don't need to do all the things. You need to do the next thing. And if I had to say, okay, you have to do the next thing, quote unquote, in three categories, it would be, what's the next thing you can do in nutrition? What's the next thing you can do in fitness? What's the next thing you can do in terms of taking control of your time? That's it. What is the next thing you can do? Look for, in in all three of those categories, you are looking for the smallest change, right? So the lowest hanging fruit that you can grab that has the biggest upside. Do that process. Repeat that process over and over again. You will be astounded. You won't even recognize yourself in a year, man. So that's what I got for you today. And um, we'll see you guys next time.